0: And wisdom to point them to him. I'm your host, Bethany Kimsey. Welcome back to the kitchen table. We are in the last of our series about putting some tools in our toolbox as mamas based in the passage of Deuteronomy 6, where we are talking about how do we parent our children both for the now and and with a long-term perspective. The first week we were talking about how do we parent them in a way that promotes their own character growth, promotes their own creativity, their contentment and their peacefulness in a world that says you need to be consuming to be at peace. And so we were really talking and focusing on how do we help our children learn to rest learn to quietly focus, learn to engage creatively and imaginatively even in the young years because it will set them up, knowing it will set them up in later years to be able to sit quietly, even spiritually, at Jesus' feet. And then last week we talked about how, what tools do we have to focus on interpersonal skills, What are some ways that we can begin to have language in our home that intentionally calls out within our kids attributes that will help them interpersonally? And so we looked at how do we invest in our child in a way that we breed into them? Hey, you are a problem solver. I know that you can approach this and you can come up with a solution. How do we speak into them? You are a peacemaker. How do we teach them to make an appeal to authority so that their voice can be heard without them being dishonoring to the other person or disrespectful? And then finally, how do we teach them to be a prayer warrior, somebody who is fervently praying for their peers, for situations, for um, other people in the family? Like, How do we speak these truths into our kids, both in the now, right now, knowing that these things set them up in the future for success. And now this last week of this, I'm going to give you the last part of it, which is how do we help our kids, how do we purposely engage our children to have a kingdom mindset, to not be limited to the day that they're living in right now, but to actually see today inside or alongside of a kingdom mindset about what God is doing long-term. And for most of us, that might be really hard for us as well. You may be a lot like I've been in many years in the past where I am just trying to survive today. I'm just trying to get through it. There are so many little people all around me and so much to do and so many emotions and so much stress and so many people and voices are kind of speaking into my existence today. And, you know, and you may be saying, Bethany, I'm not sure I even have a kingdom mindset. So I'm not even sure what you're talking about when you say that. So how could I ever layer that into my motherhood with my child? So I want to take a few minutes and I want us to really understand what life, our life is really all about when we look at it from a gospel perspective. And then we can say, oh, right. And then it becomes easy to bring it inside of our motherhood because we actually understand it for ourselves. And it's okay. It's okay if you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Or even if you say, I know what you're talking about, and it is such a struggle for me to ever think with a kingdom-minded perspective that I almost feel defeated from the outset of this podcast. I really want to give you hope today. You see, the God of the universe loves you. He loves you right where you are in the middle of your busyness and your stuff and your feelings and your hurts, and your expectations. He loves you right there, but he is calling you. He is calling you and me to walk closer and closer to him, to begin to practice more and more the idea of sitting with him, even with a swirl of life around us, drawing in and sitting with him first, and saying, God, what is your perspective? your perspective on today, your perspective on my life, your perspective on my children. But he is the caller of your very soul because he created you. And he has pursued you all the way to the cross, knowing that the only way for you and for me to have relationship with him is for Christ to walk a perfect walk here on earth, to be able to handle all the swirl of everybody and everything around him and walk purposefully to the cross to carry all of your sin and all of my sin, to defeat once and for all death, and to make us holy, to make us righteous. You see, Christ's death and resurrection radically changes the way we have relationship with God. But it is not a one-moment thing where it's done and you're good and you just walk on and God's like, okay, well, you're good. You check the box. Just go on with your life now. Hope you make it through. Oh my goodness. Kingdom mindset concepts say, God, that was like the doorway in to a beautiful new land of freedom, of hope, of joy, and of peace. And I think for a lot of us, me included, I say, yes, I know I have been redeemed. I have been changed. I have been made new. I can mentally give my yes to all of those truths. But what happens is I look around and I begin to say, but what am I supposed to do? What what does this mean I'm supposed to be? And I begin to exchange my presence with Jesus, with activities for Jesus. And I think that's where a shift sometimes can happen, where we don't fully understand kingdom mindset for ourselves. So somewhere we shift and say, well, kingdom mindset says, I am, and then we have a list of things we are doing. I am... Raising my children to be good Christians, I am going to church. I pray. I uh, read my Bible. I sing in the choir. I serve at this ministry. I and we keep filling in the blank with the things that we do. And what I want to challenge you personally, because until you understand this for yourself, I think it's hard. <laughs> Probably would even argue it's impossible to give that to the next generation. <laughs> But I want to speak into you the truth that kingdom mindset is about sitting in the presence of Jesus, that it is not being wrapped up in all the things that we could do, and instead it is enjoying whose we are and who we now know. And then when that becomes the center, then The doing is simply an offshoot of that center. So yes, do I read my Bible? Yes. Why? Because it allows me to be in the presence of Jesus. It helps me know his words. But it's because I want to be with Jesus. You know, when we see the story of Mary and Martha in Luke chapter 10, it says that Martha welcomes Jesus into her house And she has a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. And Martha is distracted with much serving. And she went up to Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. And this is what Jesus says. And I think that this is so uh, fascinating and really a warning for me personally, one that the Lord always makes me return to when I'm looking at how can I help? My, my own thinking about kingdom mindset and how do I encourage my children to have a kingdom mindset is this right here. He says, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. You see, Jesus isn't condemning Martha, going, Martha, you're the worst. All the you, you're doing is the worst. No, he has great compassion on Martha. And I believe that this is a loving sentence to Martha. He sees all of the, all of the constraints around who she is and who she's become. And he's like, Martha, your heart is troubled and anxious. And often for me, when I have lost sight of a kingdom mindset, when I have lost sight of the fact that it is a now and a then that I'm living in, that I am sitting with Jesus, walking with Jesus, understanding what is to come with Jesus, and, and then the things I do come out of me being in the presence of Jesus. When I lose sight of that, and I go back over here to the things I do, I become troubled. Troubled. And anxious. And I think with our kids, we see in our kids vast amounts of anxiousness and hearts that are troubled. And it is because they're doing and they're not being. And I think we can sometimes load into our children. I know I have been so guilty of loading into my children what a good Christian does. Some of it was by my words when I was a younger mom and didn't fully understand, and I've gone and tried to clean that up, but some of that is just because I'm fallen in flesh, and I want my kids to be good because it makes my life easy, and so on a Tuesday, I can basically be like, can y'all just be kind to one another? And I want to keep buzzing through my day. But a kingdom mindset, isn't giving a litany or a list of what to do, but points to the person that they are to sit with. And so in our home and what I want to pose to you today is I want to ask you, have you ever thought about who you are? Because if we want to call our children to be different, to have a kingdom mindset, we want to pose for them an idea. And in both of these, the ideas the ideas are the same. We just use different terms. And again, i am we're all about, in our home, we're all about a certain language that we use. So like last week when we talked about being a problem solver, I mean, I am using that language. I know you can be a problem solver. I am coming alongside of you and I am cheering you on. How can you become a problem solver in this moment? And we're kind of using this terminology with them uh, because it, it does promote conversation. It is almost a blessing in this space. So instead of, you know, saying, why can't you solve this problem? When we speak into them, I know you can become, I'm praying for you to become, it's a different language. So again, this is just language that I'm about to present, um, that you can use or you can pitch, you know, you can say no, Bethany, that is the goofiest thing I've ever heard. But we really want to speak into and call out of our children, spiritual growth, the spirit of God. We want to help them connect to the spirit that lives within them as saved individuals. And we want to point them to the savior if they are unsaved. And even if they're saved, we need to keep pointing them back. Go back to the presence of Jesus. Go back and sit at his feet. He is what you need. He will rest your heart. So some of the wording we use with our guys, our boys, is we say, you are a man in the making. And we are calling them into manhood from the very beginning of their little lives. I mean, I am speaking into my little 15 month old toddlers who can barely understand me. Hey, I know you are a man in the making. And you know how much Jesus loves you and he wants you to love him. Let's sing about how much Jesus loves you because he is making you into a man after his heart. And we speak that into our little, little people, right? And that's about as far as it goes. And with our little girls, we are calling them saying, we know you are becoming a woman who will be praised because you fear the Lord God is making you into a woman who will be praised because you fear the Lord. That is what we are speaking into our children at very early ages. And then we begin to expand that right now. We're going to begin to paint into that like we're sketching it on their hearts in broad strokes when they're 18 months old and 2 years old and 3 years old and 4 years old. And we're fashioning their life and we're beginning to point to you know, this is a man in the making. This is who you should follow, pointing to their dad or to another man who is walking righteously. This is a woman who is worthy to be praised because she fears the Lord. And we point to these pictures and in, in the lives, real people in their lives who are walking this way at very early ages. And we say, you can be just like that. I'm praying for you. You can become like that. But it means that you sit at Jesus' feet. It means that you spend time with Jesus. He is calling you. He wants to spend time with you. And then as they get older, then this becomes this conversation piece that happens in the quiet moments, not the disciplined moments of, what they've done, except maybe as a blessing at the end, which is as you're coming into you know, right relationship with your child and loving on them and, and hugging them, you can say, I am praying for you, that in your becoming, you are becoming more like Jesus. You are becoming a man in the making, a man after God's own heart, a woman who fears the Lord and is worthy to be praised because of that. You know, we can speak that into them in that moment, but discipline's not the space for kingdom mindset conversation, really. This happens on car rides, like driving around town running errands. This happens when you purposely ask that child out on a breakfast date or to go get coffee with you or to go have a dinner date, just the two of y'all. And you purpose some time in there to speak into them. This is this is what I see God is doing in you. This is what I'm praying God continues to do in you. And how are you spending time in the presence of God? How is that going for you? And asking those good questions. This happens in the slow conversations at bedtime. When it's dark and they're just kind of laying in their bed or... Like they do in in our house, our kids all kind of get on pile on our bed late at night, and so these hap these conversations happen in there, where it's taking the things of the day, and our goal, our heart is that we will bring those into the presence of Jesus, and I'm not talking about in some really spiritual prayer time, although there have been times that definitely we've prayed on our bed with our kids, but just that that conversation is happening and then it begins to be what how does jesus fit here when we bring this in front of him what does this begin to look like now how does he give perspective over this how does he his teachings push through these things you know because mary it says scripture says that mary sat at the lord's feet and listened to his teaching That's being in the presence of God. Being in the presence really of Jesus is this idea of sitting at his feet and listening to his words. And that's hard for our kids to do. They need a lot of hand-holding in that. And they need a lot of us modeling and actually being the lead learner in those moments. You know, you, mama, are becoming a woman who is worthy to be praised because you fear the Lord and your becoming is not because you are doing. Your becoming is because you are sitting at Jesus's feet and you are worshiping him and you are praising his name and you are listening to his teachings and you are being in his word You are knowing his heart because you have spent time with him. And when this becomes the way we live our lives and the way we begin to speak into the lives of our children, then the conversations around wisdom and discernment, which I believe in the older years are the vital kingdom mindset conversations to be having, become easier to do. Because they're not, it's not wisdom and discernment according to a checklist. It's wisdom and discernment according to Jesus, according to what he says, according to who he is, according to my time with him. You know, when we began to um, speak this way to our kids and we changed from the rule-oriented posture of the younger years of, well, the... These are the rules, you know, when you're, when you're parenting two, three and four year olds, there just has to be a common rules. Like you can't hit somebody. It's just a rule. Like you can't do it. It's not wisdom about that. It's just a rule. But when we begin to enter into these preteen and teenage years, lots of things are gray and the world wants to convince our kids that their way, the world's way is the right way. And what we want to equip our kids with is right and wrong are not what we're talking about. We're talking about wise. What is wise in this moment? And wisdom is sourced in a relationship with Jesus. Discernment is grown by the Holy Spirit within you, growing it. So how can you be wise in this moment? And when you begin to say, wisdom is not what your friends are doing, it's not what culture says you can do. It's not even what mom and dad say you can do. And you know, this, this is a good one because uh, we have a child right now who she's coming back from overseas and she's been on the mission field for the last six months and uh, watching her wrestle out and make a wise decision in the presence of Jesus of what she was going to do with this past year was a true learning lesson for me. Because my parent wisdom wanted to scream, this doesn't really make sense. I know you want to do this, but I'm not sure that this is wise. To take a year off of school when you don't even know what you're doing or where you're going to be. We really don't have any good plans. You have a full scholarship at your college. You might lose it. Those are all the things a year ago that were screaming in my head. That was my wisdom. It wasn't wisdom sourced in Jesus. It was my parent wisdom. And oftentimes, we might want to sell with our kids, well, the world doesn't have wisdom and your peers don't have wisdom, but your parents do have wisdom. And we need to be careful that actually what we're teaching our children is God is the source of wisdom. Spending time with Jesus will make you wise. It will make He will make you discerning. And I watched my daughter wrestle things out and not have answers and get uncomfortable in the waiting. And then she chose to follow what Jesus was telling her to do because she had sat at his feet for months about this. All of her friends, I don't think anybody understood it. And I know that lots of people probably questioned her and asked and I know there were lots of feelings of, I'm missing out on what's happening at school with my friends, and I'm missing this, and I'm missing that, and I have no answers. And yet, she grew in wisdom because she pursued Jesus. And it was wise for her to wait and to do things with God's timing because God showed up big and has done something amazing in her world this year. And it is truly because she has practiced being in his presence with a mindset that says it is worth it for me to spend my time in Jesus' company, both now, so that for forever, I'm spending my life with Jesus. So I had to really learn a lesson there about when I say, well, what do I think would be wise? And changing some of even what I say to some of the other kids. And I'm learning now to go, you know, I think even before you hear what I think would be wise, I think you need to spend time with Jesus and ask him and see how he would lead you. Because I am colored and influenced by my own outlook. And, you know, for that child, I was really worried about her missing a year of college. And God has shown up in a big way and it is not a deal anymore. So when we are beginning to speak into our children kingdom mindset, we want to call out in them the activity, the spirit is already growing within them if they are saved. And if they are not saved, oh my goodness, we are speaking into them the beauty of sitting at the feet of the only one who can set you free from being troubled and anxious. It is worth it, my friend, to purpose, to speak over and into your children Truths about who they are becoming as they walk more and more intimately with Jesus. Thank you for coming to the table today. As always, I would love for you to reach out to send me um, your emails, your responses. You can find me on Instagram at Bethany Kimsey. And I'm very active there. Love to chat and talk with lots of mamas. And until next time, I pray that you will understand how much Jesus wants to sit with you, and He welcomes you at His feet, because you are becoming a woman who is learning to fear the Lord, and that woman is to be praised. I hope you enjoyed this episode of When God Breaks Through. If you're wanting to connect with me and with other moms walking in the same messy moments, head over to BethanyKimsey.com. That's where you'll also find the show notes with any links, as well as more resources you can grab to help you see that when God breaks through, when we see Jesus at work, the fuzzy intersection of real-life mothering and the gospel becomes very clearly defined. We can walk with confidence and purpose. Have a grace-filled day.